Have you ever wondered how deep tech companies actually start? Well, we were too. So in this podcast, we'll be interviewing scientists and entrepreneurs that have taken their ideas out of the lab and turned them into startups. I'm Antonia. And I'm Christina. And this is Startup the Science. Hello there, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Startup the Science. This episode marks a very momentous occasion, in my opinion, because it's our first sponsored episode. So today's episode is brought to you by... Oh, I've always wanted to say this. Okay. Today's episode is brought to you by Motion Lab Berlin. Motion Lab has been a partner of Enum for a while now, and we love to use their space for our events. Well, when we used to have (laughs) events, but their space is just the coolest. If you have time to Google them, Google them now. You'll see what I mean. There's a giant bus in the middle of the warehouse, just saying. So Motion Lab is a co-working space, but it's incredibly unique because their focus is, as their name suggests, mobility. And that mostly includes hardware startups. See, the problem in Berlin is that if you have an idea and you want to build it, and by build it, I mean create a giant prototype of your gigantic drone or something like that, you won't have much luck. Space, it's an incredible issue here. So Motion Lab is fixing this by giving makers, creators, inventors with big hardware ideas the space to make their ideas into a reality. Cool. So I can explain this, of course, but I'm not a maker. So we thought it might be cool if we heard from a couple of startups who work at Motion Lab to tell us about their experiences. So um, yeah, Ono's mission is to empower our team to create and implement innovations that connect communities, businesses, and individuals. Uh, Motion Lab provided Ono with the space and tools to build and assemble its prototypes during its critical development phase. And the Motion Lab community and focus on sustainability was the perfect environment for Ono. And that was Denora from Ono. They are making the coolest emission-free pedal-assisted transporters. You guys have to check these out. They are so cute. I know that's probably the wrong adjective to be using for these vehicles, but I've seen these being tested and run in and outside of Motion Lab. They are so cool. So go to their website and check them out. It's onomotion.com. There's also one more startup that we got a hold of that you might be familiar with, Motor Skins from season one of the podcast, as well as Admicom 2019, also works at Motion Lab. Motor Skins makes soft exoskeletons to help people walk a bit easier. And if you want to learn more about that, listen to their episode. <laughs> and luckily, I caught Juan of Motor Skins in a coffee shop. So if you're wondering what the sounds are in the background, it's just coffee being made. <laughs> so yeah, here's Juan talking about Motorskins experience at Motion Lab. For us, Motorskins, uh, it's quite uh, it's quite good to be in Motion Lab because there is the only space here in Berlin that specializes in hardware. Uh, normally you have these many other spaces for makers, for software development, but they are mainly based in services and companies that specialize in software. And Motion Lab is one of the only spaces here in Berlin that it can offer you not only the machines, but also the expertise, how to use them, and everything related with prototyping. And also beyond 
the use of the machines and the spaces, the, the workshops and everything uh, related with hardware, that is great. Uh, it's also the network that they offer you. For us, uh, we got many opportunities just being there. We met a lot of corporations there and also many opportunities of investment. Yeah, so for us, it's, it's really great to be there because we're efficient. And that's basically what we hear from many of the startups who work at Motion Lab. The space is needed and useful, but it's also hugely about the community. So to learn more, Antonia sat down with Taylor and Nadine of Motion Lab to discover all there is to know about Motion Lab. So hope you enjoy. Hello. So welcome to Startup Science. Today we have uh, two very nice ladies from Motion Lab, um, one of Inam's trusted partners here in Berlin, uh, that we work with quite closely, especially when it comes to events. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll find out more about Motion Lab in a second. So we'll be talking today about how to navigate through the difficult world of tech and hardware startups. So welcome Nadine and Tyla, and thanks for being with us today. So let's start off, we always start off with this, with just an introduction. If you want to say hi to our audience and a little bit about yourselves. Great. Uh, well, firstly, thank you for having us. Uh, we're happy to be here and talk to you. My name is Taylor. Um, I'm originally from South Africa and made my way here to Motion Lab Berlin or to Berlin in the first place um, by actually coming across a mobility accelerator. So it's the Imagine 2030 Mobility Accelerator and um, found out more about Motion Lab Berlin. And once I'd seen that, I was like, okay, I need to be here. So that makes me actually one of the newest members to the team. Um, and I am predominantly active in the strategic de department or business development department of Motion Lab. I am Nadine. I have been working for Motion Lab for the last one and a half years. And I started as brand strategy manager and I'm now working as head of marketing. For uh, all of you who do not know Motion Lab Berlin yet, we are a hardware innovation hub focusing on mobility and supporting young entrepreneurs to bring their ideas to serious production, which basically means providing knowledge, space, and machinery access to build first prototypes, supporting founders by expanding their network, um, which helps at a later point to find investors or mentors. That's great. And that's what we obviously find exciting too, to work with these uh, startups that are at the very beginning of their journey and that are looking for networks, looking for spaces like Motion Lab that can support them. So you mentioned you work with startups which we know, of course, because some of the startups you work with, we also work with. Um, but it's not any kind of startups, right? You're working with hardware startups. That's the main focus, and that's what um, your space is, is all about. So today I thought it would be nice to talk a little bit about the challenges, the difficulties, the sometimes obstacles that startups in this hardware space face that are very specific to them, that other startups in, for example, software don't face as much. So I wanted to ask you uh, from your experience and having quite a lot of startups in your space, what do you see um, these challenges to be? What are the, the pain points of startups in hardware? I think one of the, the main challenges that many face is, especially once they leave university, is that they need access to the space and facility. This includes high-end machinery but also a place where they can just build and create. You know, you can't just do that in Berlin in your one-bedroom apartment. You need to also be able to live and you need a place for your bed. So I think at that point, something like a maker garage 
is a perfect, something that perfectly provides what you actually need. But in addition to that, it's also, even though you have, or they may have the know-how on how to build their product, they lack potentially the business side of things. And with that come these, well, an access to a network and a community that can further their development from, as Nadine had already mentioned, from idea to series production. So some of the things you mentioned so far, um, which I'd agree with is, first of all, they lack space. I mean, there are some pretty cool apartments in Berlin, but I don't think enough of them to cover the needs of hardware startups to make the prototypes at home. Um, then they might lack business skills. And in many cases, they might not have a supporting community or a good network around them that can, uh, can help them. So it's very nice to see that startups like this, um, or that, that spaces like this exist, where they can find all of these things. Um, can you tell me a little bit about um, if we're focusing on the space issue um, to start with? How can Motion Lab support companies there? What kind of options do startups have if they come to you and they say, "I just need a big garage-sized space where I can put my prototype, where I can build my prototype." We have three different memberships, uh, each with different focus on the respective needs of startups. So first of all, there's our co-working membership, which, as the name already says, is based on co-working. So the membership is especially interesting if you don't want to continue working on your first idea from home, office, or when you're already looking for an exchange with our community. And as soon as the project gets more concrete and the sketches of the first prototypes, for example, are developed, we recommend to switch to a professional membership, which gives you then unlimited access to the space and also to the machines, which makes a difference to other makerspaces that we are not offering um, machine booking hours. It's more like a machine flat rate. So yeah, in the next steps, then it makes sense to book your own maker garage or office uh, where you can work, from, work on your prototype and privacy. And depending on the project, the size of the maker garage varies and can range from 10 to 100 square meters. And one of our biggest startups, it's called Ono, they has grown incredibly fast, especially in the last few months. And they work on their pedal assistant transporter, which is a whole new category of emission-free vehicle, um, I guess, in one of our XL maker garages. And they also have several offices in our space, which allows them to have both the sales and marketing team and developing team in one place. So, yeah, we often see startups come here and want to rent the biggest garage they can have or we can offer, but we believe that it's better to grow organically. And if the vision does get bigger, then you can always switch to a larger garage. So they should grow proportionally, the space should grow proportionally to their ideas and not the other way around. And they start with a huge space and then they realize, oh, wait, it's, uh, this idea doesn't quite work. So that makes perfect sense. Okay, so they come to you, they have the space. Maybe they start off with a pretty small one. They start working on their prototype. They start to get a feel for what startup life might be like. And then what else? What do they need next? You mentioned business skills are lacking sometimes. Let's say that's what they, they need next. How can you guys support them with that? I think at that point, Moshna Berlin acts predominantly as a sparing partner. So we will challenge their ideas, we give possibly advice, but we also act as a sort of, I, won't, I don't know if it's the right word at this point, but embodiment of synergies. So we will try and connect people within our community, within from our partner networks around to just essentially give them the expertise that they may require. So this could be from going, what funding do I need from the financial aspects to how to actually approach a customer? So it's a quite vast sphere of things. 
At the same time, though, we also do help with like guided prototyping and establishing a prototyping roadmap that links into the business development side of things. And do, can you give me some examples of startups you've worked with that you're very proud of that have achieved that, that have come with an idea to your space and in the meantime have, have gone further than the idea stage of develop something? Maybe they don't necessarily have to be at the stage where they're, you know, massively producing um, and selling, but that you've seen grow under your eyes and that you're proud of. Yeah, I guess a perfect example here would be Motorskins. People who are listening to that podcast or knowing Inam already probably know them. Um, they come to us with a pretty great idea after university. And yeah, it was exactly what we were talking about. They were um, looking for a space they could uh, start working on their prototype and they had on have already or they had already and they still have like great knowledge how to build that prototype, but they wanted to work on their network. And as Taylor said before, it's pretty easy to create authentic synergies here because you have the right people, the people with the right mindset. And then most of the time you just need to connect them and they are already here. And for us, it's always, especially for hardware and tech startups that it does, it's not necessarily for them important to have like a big network it's important to have the the perfect network in case of they need to have investors which could not only give them money but they need sparing partners they need people who know exactly what they were working on they need yeah more knowledge and more people who could help them within um, supporting building the prototype and not only giving them money. And I think Motorskins is a great example, not just because we know and love them and they've been on our podcast before, but also because they might not be uh, the, the traditional startup that you think of when you think of hardware, right? So they also have a material scientist on their team and they have a product that is quite, quite complex, even though it looks very simple. So one of the things that I like is that in your space, you say hardware startups, but you have quite a wide diversity of, of fields and technologies that they represent. And maybe you can tell us a little bit more about that. What types of technologies do you have in, in your space at the moment, just so we get a feel of the diversity in Motion Lab? So most of our startups are focused on mobility. Um, this could be something of a prosthesis, such as a artificial limb. But this also ranges then to a cargo bike or shooting a rocket into space. So it is a very wide range of uh, technologies that we have. But at the same time, we have a startup like Polymath Vision who send robots out into um, meeting rooms or into hospitals and through VR and augmented reality are able to connect back home to the, their fellow family members back home and be able to talk to them. So I think that's also quite an interesting um, field to be working in. For sure. And definitely an interesting application to be working in during this time when it's harder to physically fly anywhere. Maybe we can use VR for that purpose. Um, so that That's interesting. And I like the focus on mobility. I also like that it's relatively broad, so it's not mobility in, a, in the strictest of senses. Um, can you tell me if that's in any way connected to how things began? Like, why why do you guys focus on mobility above all else? Yeah, it basically started when Christoph, one of the three Motion Lab founders, wanted to build a bike. And he went to FabLab, which is also or was a makerspace in Berlin. And he found the machinery and also the network to build it. But he was he was still looking for some kind of sparing partner and for someone who could actually help him by prototyping the bike. He had a really clear vision, 
but he was missing some knowledge there. And then he met Chris, the second or one of the one founder of Motion Lab 2. And he actually helped him start prototyping that bike. And then they wrote down basically a list of what was missing at FabLab or what is missing at Makerspaces. And then they decided to start Motion Lab because they wanted to start building these bridge these bridges between makerspaces and co-working spaces that you have actually the knowledge, the space, and the network uh, network all in one. And then, yeah, they found the, the halls here, then they found Fridjof, and then the trio of all three founders were complete. And this is still what we are doing today, that we are focusing on mobility because that was the first idea of this lab. And it's also that... Fridjof used to say, and it's something I really like, that especially in the mobility section, you need the hardware component. It's really great to have like different applications on your phone that connects like different mobility options, but in the end, it counts on which bike or in which vehicle you're sitting or however the future of mobility will look like in uh, some years or in the future, then maybe you're driving around or flying around with an airplane, but it still needs to be a hardware product. And we have to encourage all young founders to... Uh, stop fearing so much founding a hardware startup because there are places around the world who are supporting and can help you with starting your idea. And did they ever end up making their bike? They did. It's probably he will kill me for that answer, but it's really shit to drive. Um, but it's it's actually hanging in, in our kitchen and it looks very nice. And it's always nice if we started to a starting there with the bike and uh, tell that story that it's not driving very well, but it was yeah, the initial starting point of what we are creating right now. So that's what that bike is, because I wondered when we were in your space why there's a bike hovering over events and stuff. It actually has a story. So that's nice. So it is really cool that startups in Berlin especially have a place where they can go if they have um, a hardware idea in mind that they want to, to bring to life. So in that context, um, you mentioned already some of these things, but the support that you can offer them is the space, um, the space itself, and then uh, potentially helping them with different areas of their business. You also run a lot of different events, and we've run some of our events in, in your space. Do you have um, a particular event strategy or something in mind when you're planning your events, knowing that it's hardware startups that need to benefit from them? Are you focusing on a certain type of investors, a certain type of, of guests, or what's what's the event strategy of a space catering to hardware startups? It's basically, as we said before, bringing people together. And from that point, it doesn't matter if we're doing a barbecue event or doing a, a high-tech event with a lot of uh, high-class speaker. And at the end of the day, it's for us, interesting and our main goal to bring together the right people. And if this main means to bring together like the startups and potential investors or startups and customers to use this, for example, as a marketing tool or to bring together corporates with startups, um, that it's, it's probably not the right way to say it doesn't matter, but it's like the main point that we are focusing on is really bringing together the right people and connecting the people. So um, for sure, we don't want to do any events that doesn't have anything to do with tech or anything to do with hardware. That's always the main goal to, to focus on that. But yeah, as I said twice now, it, it really means a lot to us to connect the right people in, at these events. I think that um, what is also quite unique maybe to Motion Lab at this point is that 
you know, you can go to a networking event and you can network and you can speak to every single person there. But in the end, it comes down to how real the conversation then really is. And we, our space on one hand offers this creative environment, this inspirational environment where people can then just actually look at something like that bicycle hanging in our kitchen and say, wow, what is that? And then they start talking about that and they create this personal bond, which actually then in the end we find goes further than just creating a network or talking to a potential partner on more of this business level. So this is what we also always mean by authentic synergies. And that is what we essentially are striving for. And for sure, to a certain extent, you're you're achieving that. I mean, one of our last events, actually our very last <laughs> event, hopefully not uh, for good, but our <laughs> most recent uh, live event was back in February and it was in your space. And I think it, it was great from that perspective that people feel quite comfortable. It's not a it's not a space that makes you feel too formal, right? So you feel quite comfortable having any kind of conversation, even if you're talking to a high-level investor or someone from a very important uh, company for you. You still feel that the, the environment is conducive to a relaxed conversation, and that's nice. But obviously, in the last few months, there are no big events because uh, we're all living in a different world right now. So how have uh, you guys been been helping startups out and forming those authentic connections in a time when it's uh, almost impossible to have events, which is the main way in which we tend to meet people and, and network? And what, as a, as a side note to that question, what would you advise startups to do in this lack of events situation that we're in? I think what makes it also, again, rather unique to hardware and tech-related startups is that you know, you can't work from home because you need to be working on your prototype. So you need the space. So we have limited access to our facility at a time, but our startups have been coming and they are building their prototypes in our lab, which means that they haven't disappeared off the face of the earth. And so you will still bump into the odd person and still be able to communicate and talk to them. And if you really needed something, they could reach out in our Slack channel, introduce themselves, and our community will then respond to that. Or we will then say, hey, why don't you meet with this person? You can do this in the lab, come during this period or this period of time, and we can ensure that it's all corona safe, but um, that you at least still get in contact with the person you need to be speaking to. I, th I think we've, we've been seeing similar trends, right? So we work with similar startups, maybe slightly different for us because sometimes we work with um, startups that are more uh, heavily focused on chemistry, for example, and then they go to kind of a different space, of a lab instead of a makerspace. But what we have seen is uh, similar trends in, in how they've been affected by, by corona. So one of the things I also heard from some of our startups is that it's harder, for example, to, to meet new people and especially new investors um, that will really trust them um, now because they haven't met them in person before. Since you also have a network of investors that you work with uh, in Berlin, have you heard anything from the investors community? Are they more reluctant to invest in this, uh, in this time? And how do they deal with the corona situation? So we've recently talked to, a, uh, to an investor and she told us that right now people are coming out more of their, they are leaving home office, they are working um, from their actual offices again and they are very motivated to, um, yeah, to work on their product, to get things done and I think they, everything was kind of sleeping through the last uh, months and weeks and 
whatever happened in these times, it's more important how we set our focus right now. And I think that's exactly what the startups here are doing. We never saw them motivated like they are right now. And they are coming, having a big smile on their face. And they're just happy to be back in uh, in their office or yeah, in their maker garage. And um, I think this is the, the most important thing right now that we start enjoying our work and office and maker garages again. So you're seeing startups figure out creative ways in which to make things work despite these very challenging situations, which is nice to hear. That's what I was hoping you would say, that no one is giving up, everyone continues to, to work within the safety restrictions that uh, or regulations that are in place. Sounds good. So if you had one wish for, for Motion Lab, uh, one thing that you wish is going to happen in the next maybe three months, six months, what would that be? That you get uh, more startups, that you get well, I don't know. Why am I saying your wishes for you? What would be one wish for, for Motion Lab for the future? I think our biggest wish for Motion Lab Berlin is to grow our community. So if you're out there listening to this podcast, uh, particularly if you're a young entrepreneur or innovator with a great idea, please feel free to reach out by going on our website or contacting Nadine or myself personally. We'd happy to sit down with you or take a tour of the lab with you and see how we can best assist you realize your project and make it a reality. That sounds great. And I know there are a few spaces uh, similar to Motion Lab uh, around the world. So we know that our audience is not only in Berlin and not only in Germany, but also in the US and in other parts of Europe and hopefully in other parts of the world. Is, is Motion Lab part of a wider network of spaces uh, of a similar kind or do you have connections in, in other parts of the world or maybe you're planning to expand in other parts of the world? Yeah, it's definitely our plan to expand ourselves and then have different locations all around the world and uh, connect people from different places. But right now it's mainly, again, the network that we are not ourselves in or at different locations. It's more that we have people sitting all over the world, people from our community that we had, for example, one guy from Australia working in Berlin for half a year. He's now back in, in Australia and he's always saying, if you need any help finding a place or someone in Australia, just contact me. And we have these kind of people, I would say, more or less all around the world. So um, if there's someone coming to Berlin and need different um, different locations where to work or people or some introductions or something, we are always happy to help with that until we have our own locations. Okay, well, we're looking forward for you to have uh, more locations as well. Come let us know when that happens and we'll do uh, an update episode. Uh, thanks for being with us today. It was nice to, to chat with you and we'll see you hopefully soon at uh, actual real events in your space as soon as this situation quiets down. We look forward to it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Startup to Science. If you like our show and want to know more about what we do, check out our website at enam.berlin. And don't forget to leave us a review. Until next time.